ask not what your country can do for you. There's a last time I gotta be in the lead. The Giants won the toss. Peter, oh your little mouse, so won't you go away? One ringy dingy. Hand off to Griffin, cracks the middle, gets the five, touchdown, Ohio State. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plane. I'm interested to know, Gracie, who's your choice? Need you ask, George. Time now for spinning my dad's vinyl. Here with all his skips, scratches, and pops is my dad, Frank Vaccarello. Thanks, sweetie, and thank you for tuning in to episode 19 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. The voice you will hear on this episode is from a hugely important singer, not just in history, but in my parents' lives as well. His music fills up many of the tracks on my dad's collection and would fill the air when I went to visit him, especially later in life, and not just on vinyl, but he had cassettes and CDs as well. However, this is a Mother's Day special, and my mom was a huge fan as well. I mean, how couldn't she be? She graduated high school in the mid-1950s during this singer's heyday. She was the epitome of a Bobby Soxer. So, let's hear some of the most Tender ballads ever recorded in Volume 19, Frank Sinatra, The Voice for Mother's Day. Fly. 
birds fly over the rainbow, I then oh why can't Happy little bluebirds fly beyond the rainbow. Why, oh, why can't I? And who knew at the time that he recorded that song that he would eventually date the original singer of that song, of course, Judy Garland. Over the Rainbow written in 1939 by Yip Harburg, recorded in April of 1947. It appeared on the four-disc 78 RPM collection Songs by Sinatra, Volume 1, released in April of 1947. And you'll understand why I am telling you that as we get into introducing the album later in this episode. But first, why this album? Because it has Frank Sinatra's first solo recordings. Because my parents were huge Sinatra fans. I know of at least two times they saw him in concert. Once when the Richfield Coliseum opened on October 26, 1974. And they saw him again along with Sammy Davis Jr. when I grabbed tickets for us to see Sinatra at the Richfield Coliseum show on March 22, 1988. Now, Dean Martin was supposed to be part of that show, but he had gotten sick a couple of weeks earlier and had to miss a few of those tour dates. And my dad loved one of Sinatra's songs so much that we played my way as we pushed his coffin down the aisle at the church after the funeral. And I know my mother would also choose Sinatra over any other crooner. And when you hear his voice and his unique phrasing on these tender love songs, you'll understand why. cigarette that bears a lipstick traces an airline ticket to romantic places and still my heart has wings these foolish things remind me of you A tinkling piano in the next apartment Those stumbling words that told you what my heart meant A fairground's painted swings These foolish things remind me of you You came, you saw, you conquered me When you did that to me I knew somehow this had to be 
The winds of March that make my heart a dancer A telephone that rings but who's to answer Oh, how the ghost of you clings These foolish things remind me of you The smile of Turner and the scent of roses The waiter's whistling as the last bar closes The song that Crosby sings These foolish things remind me of These Foolish Things Remind Me of You, written in 1936 by Eric Moschwitz and Jack Strakey. It was arranged by Axel Stordahl and recorded on July 30, 1945 in Hollywood. It appeared on the four-disc 78 RPM collection, The Voice of Sinatra, released in March 1946. Okay, let's introduce you to the album, and it's such an interesting compilation. It is The Voice from Frank Sinatra. It's on the Columbia label, number CL743. It is a mono vinyl LP collection that was released in 1955. It is in the jazz genre, and its style is easy listening. Now, I need to explain a little bit more about the music on this album. I had to track down the lineage of the music because... The Voice, this album, wasn't showing up on any of Frank Sinatra's discographies. So here goes, and try to follow along. (laughs) The Voice of Frank Sinatra was recorded July 30th, 1945 in Hollywood and December 7th, 1945 in New York City. It was first issued on a set of four 78 RPM records, totaling eight songs. The tracks were arranged and conducted by Axel Stordahl and his orchestra on both dates. The orchestra was a string quartet and four-piece rhythm section, augmented by flautist John Mayhew in July and oboist Mitch Miller in December. Sinatra recorded most of these songs again at later stages in his career. The voice of Frank Sinatra went to number one on the fledgling Billboard chart. It stayed at the top for seven weeks in 1946, spending a total of 18 weeks on the charts. Now, at the time, the album chart consisted of just the top five. The Voice was reissued as a 10-inch LP, catalog number CL6001 in 1948, with the running order altered from the sequence of the original album of 78s. That was when Columbia first started releasing 33 and a third RPMs. It was also later issued as two 45 RPM EPs in 1952 with catalog number B112. Now... It is a 12-inch LP 
with a changed running order, including only five of the original tracks in 1955 with catalog number CL743. That's what you're listening to. So where did the other recordings come from? Well, the record you're hearing on this episode also consists of music from two other Sinatra albums. It's a four-disc, 78 RPM collection, Songs by Sinatra, Volume 1, released in April of 1947, and a four-disc, 78 RPM collection, Frankly Sentimental, which was released in June of 1949. So as we go into the liner notes, you'll have an idea of what they're talking about. And I want to thank secondhandsongs.com for helping me find that info. Okay, now let's actually read just a few paragraphs of the liner notes on this album. Next time anyone starts asking questions about what has happened to the snows of yesteryear, the easiest answer will be found in the playing of this collection of songs. For here they are, just as soft and caressing and artful as they ever were, perhaps with the passage of time a little more so. The girls who used to slump into swoons or stiffen with hysteria at the New York Paramount have exchanged their bobby socks for apron strings, and the Paramount no longer even has regular stage presentations. But Frank Sinatra remains one of the most sensitive singers popular music has ever produced. The program offered here is the vintage Sinatra from the period of his greatest initial fame. Here the voice has its incomparable texture, with that peculiar effect of singing almost into one's ear. And here, too, is the uncommon communication of ideas that is usually confined to recitalists on the concert stage. No such lofty sentiments need bother the listener here. However, the voice is dealing with love, requited and otherwise, in terms of civilized lyrics sent to sensitive music. Love, after all, is what makes the world of popular music go round, and the extra shove that Sinatra gives it has been the has been the comfort of many composers. But the Sinatra touch has been welcomed to many more persons than could be included in the ranks of composers and lyricists. Many a man has found in a Sinatra recording the articulation of a sentiment he himself was unable to utter, and many a girl has listened to those sentiments with notably warm responses. (laughs) And that's exactly the kind of effect Sinatra has had and did have for many years. All right, let's talk about the value of the album. Uh, the Discogs.com value, the lowest was at $1.26, highest $13.54 with a median value of $3. eBay ranged from $8.99 to $24. And you ready for Amazon? They had two copies. One was a collectible at $125 and one new at $199 and 98 cents. Gotta love Amazon. My dad's record is worth a small fraction of that. The cover is in poor poor condition. He's got not only his regular label address on it, but he's it's on an older sticker, which actually has an old phone number on it, which starts with two letters. There's a small slit on the bottom, uh, so the, the uh, cover is in poor condition. The record itself is in poor condition, and only because it might have some collectibleness, yes, it's a word I just made up, um, because of the way the music was uh, sought after and, and uh, put together for this, uh, I'm going to put it on the table for a buck. Or maybe I'm a fool to think that? 
Romance is a game for fools, I used to say. A game I thought I'd never play. Romance is a game for fools, I said and grinned. Then you passed by, and here am I. Throwing caution to the wind. Fools rush in where angels fear to tread. And so I come to you. My heart above my head Though I see The danger there If there's a chance for me Then I don't care Fools rushing Where wise men never go But wise men never fall in love Rush In, written in 1940 by Johnny Mercer, recorded December 7, 1945 in New York City. And that appeared on that 4-78 RPM collection, The Voice of Frank Sinatra, released in March 1946. Okay, time now to talk about the artist. But we talked extensively about Sinatra in Volume 4, Harry James' Greatest Hits, because he was his main vocalist on that album. So we'll skip any deep bio on this episode, but I found an interesting quick blog post about him. Born on December 12, 1915, Francis Albert Sinatra was born in a tenement in New Jersey, the son of Italian immigrants. As a baby, Sinatra experienced a perforated eardrum. However, this didn't stop him from developing one of the best ears for music in the world. During his childhood, his parents ran a tavern, illegally, where he would sing for extra pocket money. Sinatra loved to listen to the radio and tried to emulate his idol, Bing Crosby. Though his parents recognized his talents, they tried to encourage their son to follow a more traditional career. 
At high school, the singer was expelled for general rowdiness. This was the first sign of his bad boy ways. Sinatra was later arrested for adultery, but released soon after. By 1935, he got his first break as the lead singer of a local quartet, the Hoboken Four. Sinatra famously said, quote, People often remark that I'm pretty lucky. Luck is only important so far as getting the chance to sell yourself at the right moment. After that, you got to have talent and know how to use it, unquote. By the way, that was courtesy of Magic.co.nz, a news talk radio station out of New Zealand. Love the internet. Find interesting tidbits all over it. And now I've always loved with this next song how Sinatra seems to be singing almost exactly half the speed as the orchestra is playing. Lover, when I'm near you and I hear you speak my name Softly in my ear you breathe a flame Lover, when we're dancing, keep on glancing in my eyes Till love's own entrancing music dies All of my future is in you, your every plan I design Promise you'll always continue to be mine Lover, please be tender when your tender fears depart. Lover, I surrender to my heart. Richard Rogers, recorded July 30th, 1945. It appeared on the four-disc 78 RPM collection, The Voice of Frank Sinatra, released in March 1946. Now for this episode's interesting side note, supplied by Sinatra.com. Frank Sinatra almost died the day he was born. 
The doctor had trouble getting the huge 13-and-a-half-pound baby out of his tiny mother, a woman less than five feet tall. Using forceps, the doctor tugged away, ripping and scarring the baby's ear, cheek, and neck, and puncturing his eardrum. But the baby wasn't breathing. So his grandmother rose, an experienced midwife, grabbed him from the doctor and held him under cold running water until he gasped his first breath and cried out. Francis Albert Sinatra entered the world fighting for his life, and he won. And his fans the world over are really glad he did. Written in 1945 by Johnny Mercer. That was recorded October 22nd, 1947. And it appeared on that four-disc 78 RPM collection, Frankly Sentimental, 
released in June of 1949. And by the way, Spike Jones does a great version of that tune. Check it out. Now, I really enjoyed putting this episode together. Sinatra and his body of work, both in recordings and movies, were a big part of my parents' lives. And they made him a big part of mine and my siblings' lives as well. And I also enjoyed the challenge of tracking down where the music that made up this re-release of a re-release came from. And of course, this Mother's Day episode is dedicated to my mom, who left us in May of 2015. and She loved this voice. And now to finish this episode with one of the only songs I know all of the words to without having to hear the music. I think the other one is Bohemian Rhapsody. That old black magic has me in its spell. That old black magic that you weave so well. Those icy fingers up and down my spine. The same old witchcraft when your eyes meet mine. The same old tingle that I feel inside. And then that elevator starts its ride And down and down I go Round and round I go Like a leaf that's caught in the tide I should stay away But what can I do? I hear your name And I'm a flame A flame with such a burning desire That only your kiss Can put out the fire Cause you are the lover I have waited for The mate that fate had me created for And every time your lips meet mine Darling, down and down I go Round and round I go In a spin, loving the spin that I'm in Under that old black magic of love. And there is one of my all-time favorite songs and my favorite version of that song, That Old Black Magic, written in 1942 by Johnny Mercer and Harold Arlen. Recorded in April 1947, appeared on the four-disc 78 RPM collection, Songs by Sinatra, Volume 1, released in April of 1947. Thanks for tuning into Volume 19, Frank Sinatra, The Voice for Mother's Day, however you did. 
If you want more information about this podcast, head over to spinningmydadsvinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops with Volume 20, Golden Era of Dixieland Jazz. Go with the flow, my